Welcome to church. Today, Pastor Bev is beginning our new series, Afterlife, where he'll be looking into the evidence for the reality of the afterlife. If you're new here, we'd love to connect. You can message us on Facebook, Instagram, or simply by texting hello to 587-323-1199, and we'll respond right back. I'm so glad you could join us today. Death, a reality that we all have to face. Fifty thousand people die every single day. Where do they go? Are their souls somewhere else, or are they just gone? Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us in person and online today. Uh, it's a special privilege to have those with you, uh, with us, who are first-time guests. A special welcome to you, but welcome to each and every one. If you're new to our church, we'd love to connect with you, whether in person, online, by text, or whatever. But we want to say a special welcome to you. This morning, we start our new series, The Afterlife with the initial message being, is there evidence? Now, before I go further, I want to acknowledge Pastor John Burke, whose material I've used as part of my sermon. And so we, get, we begin with a question, what happens when we die? Is there a God? Is heaven real? And if so, what does it mean for me? It's a huge topic in our culture. If you look at the songs, the books, the movies, the internet, and so on, there's a curiosity about the afterlife, about near-death experiences, spirits, heaven, and so on. And yet, while we're curious about these things, we are also in denial. We don't want to think about death, because I think we all know that there's a 100% certainty that each and every one of us will at some point die. Three people were asked the question, what do you want people to say at your funeral? One of them was a brilliant doctor, and he said, I wanted people to remember how I saved so many lives. A second person was asked, what would you like to have said at your funeral? And they said, I want to be known as a devoted parent who loved my children. The third person said, I want them to say, look, he's still moving. <laughs> Believe it or not, more and more people are wanting to say, look, they're moving. We all want to live forever. Gallup poll and other studies have discovered that approximately 13 million Americans, that's one in 25, and no doubt a similar proportion of Canadians, have had a near-death experience, an NDE, where some people who have had no heartbeat, no brain, brain waves, yet modern medicine has brought them back. What these people say and what they have experienced on the other side, for some has been hard to believe and some have outright rejected it. Yet we know from Scripture that Jesus brought people back to life such as Lazarus and Jairus' dad. In 1 Corinthians 2, verses 9 and 10, it says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined 
what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. When we consider what the Bible says, and we'll talk more about that today, and we're willing to consider what modern medical evidence says, confirming that this life does not end when our heartbeat stops, we'll discover that it's just the beginning of life, a life more exhilarating than anything we've imagined, and just as scripture says. And that's what we're going to explore over the next six weeks. Evidence of the afterlife, relationships in heaven, the beauty of heaven, the highlights of heaven, the reality of hell, and judgments and rewards, along with some very credible stories from people who have died, a doctor, college professor, commercial airline pilot, and others who have clinically died, were resuscitated, and now have spoken about what they've experienced. In this series, you will be presented with incredible evidence that heaven is real. And if you're a follower of Jesus, I hope that you'll see how real it is and living your life in light of this reality. Because when you start to believe in heaven, it changes how you live your life here on earth. Now, that being said, a word of warning. Don't take people's experiences that we will be sharing and develop a view of afterlife based on that alone. Because whatever we believe must be based on an understanding of the scriptures, the Bible. So imagine for a second, it's that point of your life you perhaps have most feared. You breathe your last breath. What people report, and to their surprise, is when they leave their body, they remain in that vicinity, looking down on their lifeless body. They're out of their body, but in a new body as it says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 53. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. And to their surprise, they can't tell if they're dead because they feel more alive than they've ever felt during their life. What they thought would be scary is actually invigorating. This is what people have described to skeptical doctors who revived them, who over time, many of these doctors have become to believe in the afterlife. Listen to how cardiac Dr. Michael Sabom described what changed his mind. Before talking with Pete Morton and scores like him, I didn't believe there was such a thing as a near-death experience. Pete told me he had left his body during his cardiac arrest and had watched the resuscitation. When I asked him to tell me exactly what he saw, he described the resuscitation with such detail and accuracy. Sabom goes on to say, these people, like Pete Morton, saw details of their resuscitation that they could otherwise have not seen. In many cases, the patient's testimony was confirmed with medical records and with hospital staff. Dr. Sabom said he studied near-death experiences, that is NDEs, for the purpose to refute them. He said, I wanted to see if it would pass the medical muster. And it did. After five years of research, he said he published his findings in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Now, a radiation oncologist by the name of Dr. Jeffrey Lau read these findings. He found it hard to believe until one night at a dinner party with friends, he asked Sheila, who had a food allergy that once made her code, that is her heart stop beating, she, Dr. Long decided to probe her, and he said, did anything happen to you 
when you coded, when you died? Hesitantly, Sheila said, yes, I found myself at the ceiling level. I could see the EKG machine I was hooked up to. The EKG was flatlined. The doctors and the nurses were trying frantically to bring me back to life. The scene was a near panic. In contrast to the chaos below, I felt a profound sense of peace. I was completely free of pain. My consciousness drifted out of the operating room and moved to the nursing station where I had been prior to my surgery. From my vantage point, I saw the nurses bustling around performing their duties. After I watched the nurses for a while, a tunnel opened up. I was drawn to the tunnel. I then passed through the tunnel and became aware of a bright light at the end of the tunnel. I felt peace. After I passed through the tunnel, I found myself in an area of beautiful light. In front of me were several of my beloved relatives who had previously died. It was a joyous reunion, and we embraced. I found myself being with a being of overwhelming love in a realm of overwhelming love. And in this realm, I knew I was truly home. Yet I returned to my body. I awoke in the ICU one day later. I had tubes and wires all over me. I could not talk about this profound experience. Since then, Dr. Long has collected and scientifically studied accounts from around the world. And he concludes, by studying thousands of these detailed accounts of near-death experiences, I found the evidence led to this astounding conclusion. NDEs, near-death experiences, provide powerful scientific evidence that there is reasonable, it is reasonable to accept the existence of an afterlife. Dr. John Holden, a professor of psychology at Winona State University, studied 93 NDE patients who claimed to have made verifiable observations while out of their physical bodies. Out of these 93 out-of-body out of perceptions, 92 were found to be accurate, completely. 6% contained some error, and only 1% was completely erroneous. When you die, you leave this body behind. But you are still you. You are then in a new body. Science tells us that our skin cells of your very body, get, they die and get replaced every two weeks. You're not the same physical body this month that you were last month. So whatever you are, you are not just physical. And that's what the Bible has told us for thousands of years. The Apostle Paul, a Pharisee among the Jewish people, was killing Christians because they said that Jesus was the Messiah. And on the Damascus Road, the Apostle Paul met a man of blinding light, just like many NDE people report, realizing Jesus was who he claimed. But seeing is not believing. Paul still had to decide if he would follow Jesus, which is true of NDE people. They still have a choice to make. And I would now ask my wife, Mandy, to share a story of a family member who had a near-death experience. Mandy? I'd like to share with you the story of my cousin, Lynette. Um, she was a similar age to myself. Um, she was a fun person to be with. She loved parties and having a lot of fun. I was way more serious, but we still really enjoyed each other and got along. Um, I came to Canada, and while I was in Canada, Lynette got really, really sick. She got a virus, 
and she was hospitalized for one month. In that one month, she went into a coma and they felt that they had lost her. There was a period of time where they felt that actually she had died, that they'd lost her. And she came back. They were able to revive her and she recovered. And I met her a couple years later um, at my mom's funeral, actually. And we talked about what had happened. And Lynette said to me, Mandy, I'm not afraid of dying anymore because when I died, um, I saw a light and I experienced great, great love. And she said to me, but I was told that I was given extra time because there were things in my life that, weren't, that I had not made right with God yet. And um, I was given this time to make them right. And she said that she felt that she only had a short time left on the earth. Um, she was going to go and see my cousin, Darby, to talk about the things that she needed to make right. And um, I was urging her to do that. And um, I think she was a bit perturbed that I was urging her to do it soon. Um, but about a year later, Lynette died in a head-on collision. Um, she was driving through a smoky haze. There was a, a, a big fire near the road and it was very, very smoky. And um, a car came in her lane and she was killed instantly. So um, what I wanted to share with you today was the story, but also to highlight to you that this is very real stuff that we're talking about. And that if there are things in your life that you need to make right with God. Don't wait. Do it now. Because you might not have another chance. Thank you, Mindy, Mandy, for sharing that with us. That reminder that each of us have to make a personal decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ, whether we experience a near-death experience or not. Paul made that decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ, and he had a tremendous impact with churches around the Roman Empire. And in Acts chapter 14, it appears the Apostle Paul may himself had a near-death experience when he was stoned, and he was dragged out of the city, and it was assumed that he was dead. But as believers gathered around him and prayed for him, he got up, went back into the town. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2 to 4, we are told this by the Apostle Paul. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know. Only God knows. But I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. Paul explains in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 43 to 44 that when we die, we get new bodies, an upgrade, version 2.0. It says this. <laughs> <laughs> Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. They are buried as natural human bodies, but they will be raised as spiritual bodies. Amen. 
Amen. We will explore more about our bodies next week, but we will be ourselves. In fact, you'll be more yourself than ever. When people imagine heaven, they often imagine something that's less re real, t less tangible, fuzzy, sort of clo cloudy, sort of boring. I think of a far side uh, cartoon. Two guys were sitting on the edge of a cloud. One was whistling and the other one turned to him and said, I wish I had brought a magazine. We often have distorted views of heaven, such as people going to an endless church service. I don't know about you, but I'm not sure I'd want to be in an endless church service. Worshiping God, yes, but in a church service, well, that's another story. The truth is sometimes life is boring and frustrating. It's not what we are created for. It's only a faint shadow of the life to come. One more real than we can presently imagine. Pastor Don Piper pronounced dead for 99 minutes after an 18-wheeler ran over the top of his car, said this of heaven. As I looked around, I could hardly grasp the vivid, dazzling colors which suppressed anything I had seen. With all the heightened awareness of my senses, it felt as if I had never seen, heard, or felt anything so real before. Imagine the day that you leave this earth. Suddenly you find yourself not just with five senses, but many more senses and all, all heightened in experience. It's so thrilling, you'll never ever want to stop the adventure and the exploration of this new world. Enhanced vision, you can see close up and you can see far away. Vibrant colors and a light unlike any other. And even blind people report seeing the same things. Vicky, who was blind from birth, flatlined after a car accident. She had a hard time adjusting to visual perception, but realized that she was looking down on the doctors who were working on her body. She said, then I finally re recognized my wedding ring and my hair. Her hair was down to her waist and her wedding ring had orange blossoms on it, so she identified both. And she thought, is that my body down there? Am I dead or what? They were frantically working on this thing that I discovered was my body, and I felt very detached from it. I then went up to the ceiling and went through it as if there were nothing. And it was wonderful to be out there and to be free, not worrying about bumping into anything, and I knew where I was going. And I heard the sound of wind chimes. That was the most incredible sound that I could ever hear. Vicky noticed she was fully herself, and she had a distinct form, a non-physical body that she said was made of light. Then she found herself going through a dark enclosure like a tube. She heard beautiful and exquisitely harmonious music that she said transitioned into songs of worship of God. As she reached the opening of the tube, she found herself on grass. The trees and the flowers and a vast number of people surrounded her in a place of tremendous light. Vicky said the light was something you could feel as well as see. Even the people she saw were bright. Everyone there was made of light, and I was made of light. What the light conveyed was love. There was love everywhere. It was like love came from the grass, the love came from the birds, love came from the trees. It was incredible, really beautiful, and I was overwhelmed with this experience because I couldn't really imagine what light was like. 
still, I'm still so very emotional when I talk about this. What's amazing is that Vicky and other people who were blind describe light coming rather out of rather than being shining on things. And that's what the Bible teaches, actually. Because how would blind people get that idea? Well, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And the Apostle John spoke of heaven in Revelation 21, verses 23 to 24, saying this. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives its light, and the Lamb Jesus is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light. And in the Old Testament, an angel told the prophet Daniel this. The dead will rise up, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting disgrace. And those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever. Vicky and others describe this light that is life and love. Vibrant colors, indescribable music, and time on a different dimension. Harvard neurosurgeon Eben Alexander believed that the brain shut down when consciousness ended. Then he had a serious medical incident in which his brain crashed, and he had an experience of a horrible place, and also a place of untold beauty. He said, in the worlds above this, time simply doesn't behave as it does here. A moment can seem like a lifetime, or one or several lifetimes can seem like a moment. And that is exactly what the Bible says in 2 Peter 3, verse 8. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. But if that seems weird or scary, it's not. In fact, it's what people say is home. It's where we belong, and we won't be alone. Heaven is made for relationship. Those who get a glimpse of heaven agree on one thing more than anything else, and that love is the point of all things. To love God and to love people is what Jesus taught and sums up the Bible. That being said, if we anticipate relationships in heaven, where are they made? Well, obviously, here on earth. And how are they made? By being actively involved, purposely involved in the lives of others and through community. And one of the primary means of doing that is being involved in a small group of family, friends, and others, where we have the opportunity to share life together, encouraging one another, teaching one another, serving one another, praying with one another, doing life together, and doing it deeply. Without a relationship with God and others, do we really have anything much here on earth? And that is why we encourage each and every person who calls Calvary Community Church their spiritual home to be in a small group where you can get just a small glimpse through your involvement with others of what heaven will be like one day. And if you want to be involved in such a group, we would encourage you to do so. And you can find out more how you can join by going to calvarycommunity.ca groups. And if you don't have internet connection, you can contact our church office to find out more. Continuing on, Marv Bestman, a retired bank president, died in hospital and recalls a welcoming party consisting of close relatives and those who had impacted his spiritual journey. Everyone he saw had been influential in some way in his life. A woman who died after giving birth said, I recognized my grandmother and a girl I had known when I was in school and many other relatives and friends. 
It was a very happy occasion. It was almost as if I were coming home and they were there to greet or welcome me. Jesus said in Luke 16, verse 9, Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your earthly possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. God intended relationships to last, to last forever, to go deeper with each other in heaven. He created us for a relationship first with him and then with others. Again, a word of warning. Don't take a few people's experiences and develop a view of the afterlife based on that alone. Because whatever we believe must be based on an understanding from Scripture, the Bible. Just because people get a peek into the afterlife, it doesn't mean it's all good or that's the whole picture. You're just seeing a small glimpse into a vast world. And what's amazing is how people around the globe, young and old, consistently describe this being of light who they know to be God. Those who follow Jesus know it's Jesus. Some don't know who he is, but it's who they describe. Dr. George Ritchie, a psychiatrist at the University of Virginia, died of pneumonia, and he has the death certificate to prove it. He didn't realize he was dead looking down on his body. Then a light came into the room. It was impossibly bright. He said, like a million welder's lamps. And he thought, I'm glad I don't have physical eyes at this moment. But the light would destroy my retina in a second. No, he corrected himself and said, not the light, but rather he. He would be too bright to look at. For I now saw that it was not light, but a man who had entered the room, or rather a man made out of light. He knew it was Jesus whom he had learned about in, in Sunday school. Gentle, meek, and sort of like a weakling. But this person was power itself, infused together with unconditional love that overwhelmed him. An astonishing love. A love beyond my wildest imaginings, he said. This love knew every unlovable thing about me. The quarrels, my explosive temper, the lustful thoughts, every mean, selfish thought and action since the day I was born, and he accepted and loved me just the same. When I say he knew everything about me, this was simply an observable fact, for into that room, along with his radiant presence, simultaneously also entered every single episode of my entire life. Everything that had ever happened to me was simply there, in full view, all seemingly taking place at the same moment. How is this possible? I did not know. Transfixed, I stared at myself standing at a blackboard in third grade and receiving Boy Scout badges and so on. Hundreds, thousands of scenes, all illuminated by the searing light in an existence where time seemed to have ceased. And what's amazing is how consistent this is among those who have received and experienced a near-death experience. This life review in the presence of this man of light, who is unconditional love, yet who knows everything, every thought, every motive, every deed. Across the globe, thousands report that this life review with this being of light, who is love. But it's just exactly as we should expect. God is love, said the Apostle John. Jesus claimed to demonstrate the love of God for all humanity, to enter into our sufferings, and to pay for our wrongs. Jesus said in Matthew 10, verse 26, There is nothing concealed 
that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. And scripture also says in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5, He, the Lord, will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. We will look more at what the Life Review means in the weeks to come. But one thing to note is that God wants to reward us. He wants it to be a time of great celebration and reward for a life lived in loving faithfulness to Him and others. It's too not, not too late for any of us. That's what's amazing, as we'll see, because God is a God of compassion, mercy, and grace. He's the God of a second chance, and no one loves you more. But don't take my word for it. Watch this short video. The engines were at full power and the aircraft climbed up to about 100, 110 feet off the ground and then we weren't climbing anymore. Very quickly knew that I was likely going to die. I was looking down at a airplane that had crashed. Right then, it hit me. I'm not my body. There's my body, but here's me. I've always been fascinated with these near-death experiences, and by near-death, I don't mean like they almost got hit by a car. I mean like dead, dead. No heartbeat, in some cases no brain waves, and I'm talking 30 minutes, 90 minutes. At first, I was very skeptical of these, but I'll tell you, after studying over a thousand of these near-death experiences, it's changed my mind. The colors were beyond anything we could ever experience here. I was seeing a lot of colors that I didn't have prior experience in knowing about. 3,000 shades of red, and I can see them all. Blind people, when they have a near-death experience, see, they come back saying the same things. How do you put that together? a sense of peace that came down right beside me. An energy that was pure love. Much more real than I feel at this moment or any other time in my life. Scientists postulate there must be at least five dimensions to make sense of some of the things science is discovering. Is it so crazy to think about what comes after this life? You can watch this video and find additional information at whatsafteratx.org. Wow, and so we come to the end of today's presentation. Do you think there is evidence for the afterlife? I believe there is, and there's more evidence to come in the following weeks. And if you believe there is, may I ask you, are you looking forward to the afterlife? Do you believe it is real? If so, how are you living your life now? Are you living it with a view of eternity? Are you living it with meaning and purpose, knowing what is ahead? Are you loving others? Are you loving God in a way that will bring much joy one day when you breathe your last breath and step from this life into the next? It's your choice. And if you've not specifically asked God into your life to have a relationship with Him, having not perhaps given much thought to the afterlife, why not do so today? It's your choice. 
If you wish to do this, I would invite you to talk to God today, to pray this prayer with me if you wish, asking him to come into your life and to begin to change you so that you are prepared to meet him one day when your time comes. And in the meantime, to have a relationship with him and become part of his family, to become part of our family, the church. If you wish, you can say this after me. God, today I ask you to come into my life. I need you and others who love you too. So please make me your child and part of your family, the church, so that I too may experience what I've heard about this morning. And prepared now for what awaits me in the future. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, I would encourage you to text LIFE at 587-323-1199. And we will reply with you, to you with next steps on your spiritual journey. Any questions, comments regarding today's sermon, you're welcome to contact us. And we would love to dialogue with you. Thanks for joining us. If you need anything, don't hesitate to contact us. You can find more information on our website or on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. We'll see you again soon.